Hi, this is Quinn Wynn and Jesse Chu, co-founders of Paper Talk. Welcome to season five. We're here to share our paper flower journey, engage with makers and artists, and support other female entrepreneurs. Follow along as we give a voice to and nurture a community of paper florists from around the world. Hello, everybody. Today we have Dean Bautista with us. She is the designer and founder of Deanie Weenie Blooms, and she's based out of Rochester, New York. We got to know her um, through Paper to Profits, and then later on Clubhouse, we had some amazing conversations there. So we're super excited to finally have her on our podcast to talk about her paper flower journey and how she found her why. Hi, Dean. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Seriously. We are so excited to have you join us for season five. This is so exciting. <laughs> we are so proud of where you are right now. Like oh. <laughs> after talking to you on Clubhouse, where we finally got to know about you and your business a lot more intimately, we were just blown away by how much had been going on in your life. <laughs> In this year alone, (laughs) or last year, 2021, you know, so much was going on and you were moving from one location to another and you had a two-year-old with you and you were your existing business and you were trying to figure out how do I transfer everything over, like just all of that. And yet still having that enthusiasm (laughs) for making people flowers and staying with it just amazes us. Yeah, I, um, I was overwhelmed too. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> Honestly. You handle it with a lot of grace. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. Thanks for having me, really. I'm really grateful. Oh, you're so welcome. I mean, for season five, we wanted to explore with our guests their whys. And a lot of it is on a, on a personal yeah. level because <laughs> Quinn and I have been going through that same process. And we were like, mm. well, if we're going through that process, a lot of people must have either gone through the process or is going through the process of figuring out like what is their why and how do you pursue it and how do you know it that is your true why like there could be so many whys why this one so Dean we want to hear from you tell us a little bit about your paper flower journey or your creative journey and how you got started sure (laughs) so my journey or like my creative journey like begun when I was really young like I would say like I've been creating like the, the cliche it's like I've been creating since I can remember. So, you know, like in, in school, in class, when you have a group project and then sometimes or most of the time there would be like one student who would be doing almost all of that project. I'm mostly <laughs> that student. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> For like group projects, yeah. not because I was bullied into doing it, but yeah. because I, I really love doing it. And then probably because I was good at it. So, you know, it has, it has been um, like, I always do enjoy like making or creating things from scratch. And my love for creating things, like it really didn't also help that for university or college. So I took industrial design mm-hmm. as my major. And like, personally, I would say that it's basically graded grafting. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, because like the first two years, uh, for example, I remember like in my first year, there are some subjects wherein you would be exploring the forms of this and that. And then there was one subject where I made like little scorpions out of cardstock. So it's, so it's like, you know, yeah, so it's like, even at a young age, I, I really enjoyed doing that. And then when I moved to another university, like I had a chance to like um, get another course, but then because I love what I started or like the, the experience in like taking that course, that I, I still took, I still took it. So, 
yeah, from such a very young age, I really do enjoy creating things. So I then jump on to like a few years after. So my first encounter, as you can say, with paper flowers was when I saw this work. She was from the same university and program. And then she created this very beautiful bouquet made out of book paper. So I think she was commissioned for the bouquet. And like it was featured in one of like a TV series back, I think this was 2016. So that was my first brush with paper flowers. And then I found it so beautiful. Like I really like the form that you can make out of like cardstock and book paper. So that was my first thought. I could say that it was love at first sight. Um, my love at first sight with paper flowers. And my second thought was, I can totally do that. Like, I, I, yes. I just need to know like the specifics of it. But it's yeah. like, just like, give me an idea and then I can absolutely do that. And then during this time, so it was 2016, there were like so many things that were happening to me personally. So I was about to get married to my now husband. So Ronald, my husband, is based here in the U.S. He's also Filipino, like we met when we were kids. But then it's like when we started dating, he was already based here. So it's like, so I was about to get married, meaning I was about to move here or migrate here in the U.S. And at the same time, because I was about to migrate here in the U.S., I was about to design in my um, former job as a shop front display and exhibition designer. Mm-hmm. So because I was to get married and I fell in love with paper flowers. So I, I know it might be cliche. So this is another like paper flowers and wedding. <laughs> Sorry. But then it's like, I think like at that point, I was already thinking that this is something that I can do with a move. So at that point, I was already thinking that this is not just a hobby. This will be more than a hobby. So it's like, it's kind of interesting or even funny that when my former manager at the time because I was about to resign in my um, former job and then she asked me so what are you gonna do when you move into states and then I just told her I think with conviction I'm gonna make paper flowers so this was back in 2016 and I haven't even tried my hand at making paper flowers (laughs) and then when we got married we had two weddings so we already had like a micro wedding even though it wasn't a thing back then because uh, it's like for visa purposes, it's like we had to get married here first. In our micro wedding, I only had like two relatives, it, not even like immediate family, because it was mostly uh, my husband's family who's here. So it's like the local wedding in the Philippines was a must. So it's like we, so we had two weddings. And then in that two weddings, I did like my bouquet and then in the um, bouquet and then the cake flowers. And then for the bigger wedding, it was like everything except for the flower because I, I mean the large flowers because I haven't done it yet mm-hmm. back then. But it's like that two weddings even, I was already thinking about it as a portfolio, like my first portfolio or like right. my first samples. So like I feel after- like, but Dean, I feel like such a perfect fit because that's your background. Your background mm-hmm. is creating portfolio work for clients yeah. and yeah. proofs and et cetera. So like, yeah. it's, it's really cool how it kind of ties in. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So when I moved here in the States and then after that, like who, uh, like after our events, and then at that time also, like we moved from Indiana, we were based from Indiana, we moved to North Carolina. And then like after that, as I've mentioned, it's like, it, it was my first portfolio. So I started like uh, posting about it. and. Like we artists, like we really love to post about our work, right? So I I started posting like in crafting groups. 
And then I was uh, like pleasantly surprised because I received comments of like, hey, like your work is beautiful. Can I get the file or can I buy the file? It's like I was because also by this time I was using Cricut to like cut the templates Mm-hmm. of my files and then also it also helped me that i have a background in graphic design softwares so um like making my own templates was a bit like a, a smooth transition for me mm-hmm. and then that's when i figured so during the beginning of like starting the business so i was trying to do the physical flowers and then the svg files and then i tried like selling them so i started uh, my etsy store selling both physical and the digital files or the digital tutorials or templates. And then like between the two, it was the templates that took off. Mm-hmm. So by this time, like after three months, so I was able to like produce a number of uh, paper flower templates. And like right after a few months after that, that I was able to establish that, I was able to get a corporate job. That is related to my work before. So my corporate job here was an event marketing specialist. That actually the fascinating thing with that was I got the job because of my work previously as an exhibition or like a trade show designer. So it's like my former manager was telling me like, you know what? You were competing with this like an accomplished like business something, but but we got you because of like your design background. So okay, great. <laughs> okay, great then. But yeah, so okay, perfect. However, having said that, even though like I was fortunate that even though it was like a marketing position, I was still able to design some trade show boots here and there, but that it was not as as design heavy as my mm-hmm. previous work. So it was not like uh, making like 10 layouts a day. It, it yeah. was not like that. So as I've mentioned, like I was creating since I was young. So it's like, I missed that. So my outlet is, that's why like for three years or like for almost two and a half years, like I have the mini blues on the side mm-hmm. because it was my creative outlet. Like it was like breathing for me. Like I need this outlet of just mm-hmm. thinking of what uh, flowers to make or like, how do I do this? How do I yeah. make this? So yeah, so that was, so for like two and a half years, so it was uh, like my job on the side or like my baby on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and also it, it created like passive income for me because like for, for sure. two and a half years, mostly it was my products were digital templates. So for example, like we're having a meeting in my day job and then my phone would like just ka-ching. (laughs) (laughs) Like extra money for me (laughs) from my template. So yeah, so that's a humble beginning of uh, Dini Wini Blooms. (laughs) That's wonderful. I love that. It's just Mm. starting, I think a common denominator a lot of paper artists have is that we have this brain that we love to solve problems. We like to fix things and be like, See it and like, how can I replicate that and do it my own way? And I think this mm. is what makes us shine so well. It's like we're looking at a flower, like, how can I replicate that and make it into mm. my own paper form? So I love that. And I, I love the excitement yeah, exactly. of your voice so much. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably tell why this is my why, right? Like I really get excited. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Have, have you noticed that your why has changed? Mm. You progress and as you got yeah. married and also yeah. as you have a child now too. So I can say that honestly, when 
like when I was about to take my course or like high school, for example, when you were when you're about to take your the path to your career or first career, I was really undecided by then because it's like, what do I want to be when I grow up? So it, th- that Such was the question I had country. for so yeah, long. Big question, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then my decision to like take uh, the design course like really paved the way for me to get my why. Because it's like, I love what I did. Like, I, I love like learning or really just creating things. And then like, as years passed by, I realized that this is like what I love doing. That when I have an idea, I draw it. And then like, what really gives the spark and like joy for me is seeing it in actual. So it's like, that. that's the thing for anything creative for me. So by like um, doing the display racks or the trade show booths or even of course with the flowers like this idea of mine or this paper flower when I lay it out and then I see it in actual and then take pictures of it and mm-hmm. like that really gives the spark for me and what adds to the spark is that the affirmation from people who sees it is like oh that's beautiful like that what are adds to like the spark or the joy mm-hmm. of like my wife <laughs> of, like, <everything>. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. I'm amazed that you had such clarity in the last, oh, it, you know, couple years. of years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say like, it you is. know, like, like you said, I think a lot of us, I don't know. I mean, we go into university pursuing a degree that we don't even know if it's right for us. <laughs> oh, and, and I, I'd like to point out that, for example, that the, the reason that I pointed like my first day job here in the US, which was on the marketing aspect. It's like that was um like a realization for me that what I really want to pursue has something to do with creative or like creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like the marketing aspect, okay, it's good. It was a good experience because I was able to like apply what I learned from that position to like my because you know a business is not just creating. I mean mm-hmm. a creative business is not just creating as we know like there are administrative parts of it but it's like after that position like I was really adamant to my if ever I would have a a day job again it's like it would be related to creative or something creative Mm -hmm. so that that, like did you find that because you were in that role that you kind of compare oh to your side job and compare mm -hmm. oh wait like what is it that I like about this part or this mm. role that I have and then another role and kind of, I guess my, the, the question I wanted to ask was if you hadn't gotten that job, do you think that your path would be as clear? No. So no, because it's like, I would never realize that this is mm. what I want. Right. Like I'm really made for this because mm-hmm. it's like, look, looking at my skills, it's like, you will realize that you know what, I'm good at solving your creative problems. Right. So why would I be like in this, <laughs> in this position right. where I'm not great, like I'm not in the position that I am meant to be. Yeah, so it took decades. <laughs> <laughs> it took like years for me to realize that this is what sure. I wanted to be when I grew up. So yes. like, now I can say that. <laughs> it's it took years. It, it, it is not like with overnight like, as we like often no. hear like yeah. for for my my journey is like decades in the making. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just saying that kids in high school have so much pressure so to figure much. out like mm. what do you want to do with the rest of your life like, yeah. you're like the age of 18, 17 you're like 
I, you know, it's a know nothing. <laughs> You're like shooting in the dark. Okay, I, I think I like this. It's and then so the pressure either. when you get to college, the first year you're kind of like, okay, we'll let you like write it. And then the second year is like, you have to declare your major. And I'm like, but at that point, yeah. you just got out of the nest and you have all this freedom. And yeah. it's, it's too hard for kids. So I hard. feel like, yeah. And then I think that is college in certain ways that you have to have people skills, really. Because <laughs> this is your first mm-hmm. time to interact on your own and to figure yeah. out all these different pieces. And you start figuring out your why. I think that's the first step. Not when you're in high school, just studying, taking tests, all that stuff. But in college, you start getting that little bit of like looming question. Oh, I have to support myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big component of a lot of people. Why is income? Mm -hmm. I would say both Jesse and I are very fortunate. We have partners in our life that has made our paper flower career a lot easier where we're not too stressed out at the beginning of our career mm-hmm. to make it as a big income support the family. We do it a lot of ways at the beginning to like make money so we don't have to go into our personal income. How long did it take you to get to a stage where you were supporting your business in such a way and also putting money back into your family income to pay for your daughter daycare or whatever? Mm-hmm. So honestly, having a day job helped. Mm-hmm. So because it's like yeah. when I moved here, of course, it's like I, I needed to like go back to square one. So of course, like support, most especially from my husband, like also helped me mm-hmm. like get on, on, my, on my feet. And then the day job helped. Mm-hmm. So, yep. No, for sure. I can also imagine mm-hmm. with a two-year-old, I mean, obviously she was younger yeah. than two too. It would have been... Even more Actually, difficult. Incredibly difficult, mm. really, to support yourself <laughs> yeah. um, when you have oh, a child. Sure. Um, support yourself in a way so that I, is comfortable, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I was also fortunate in, or we were also fortunate in a way that we had her like a bit later because we got married like about six years ago. And then we had our daughter, Sophia, for like after three years. So by then, it's like I was able to kind of establish myself. Mm-hmm. and also like established cleaning any rooms and at the same time had a, a corporate job so that really helped yeah yeah I can I I can see that I mean the reality is like financial and it is a reality for most of us yeah <laughs> right like yeah course, and yes. and to some extent I feel like like having that full-time job doing whatever it is and then having your paper flowers on the side I think it's a testament to like how strong your why is how strongly do you believe in having that creative outlet? Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to stick with it for yeah. years, like I like I hand it to you. It's hard having a full-time yes. job and selling and making on the side. But if you're doing it, I think it's like telling you something. Mm-hmm. You know? For me, it's like it just boils down like creating. This is what really gives me joy because it often like on that corporate job. But, so my drive then was like two hours a day. Because it, oh my like, god! Because it's like what one way was like like almost fifty minutes or like almost an hour, yeah. and then I find myself like just really thinking about mini blues like on my <laughs> way <laughs> to, to the office and like from the office. So 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 you know it's like like there's like an on and off button, or sometimes I even think about it. Like even um when when yeah. I was at work, <laughs> I was about it. 
my forehead does about it. <laughs> but, but it's it's just like when you like you would find your why when you really enjoy it. You really sign. enjoy the process. I, I like that sign that you're saying though. If you're like mm-hmm. daydreaming, yeah. About so it, yeah, that, that's, that's and you're you're okay with daydreaming about it. It's like you're bringing it home, mm. but you're okay thinking about it all the time. Yeah, sign. It is. You know, it's not work anymore. It's like it, like you said, it's not even. When you're daydreaming, you're also it's a probably being creative too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I'm looking at all of our yeah. screens. We're doing this via Zoom and I can see paper flowers in all three screens, like in some yeah. representation. <laughs> and it's just really amazing. Like we, it is a lifestyle yeah. for us. And I love how you phrase it, Jesse. It's something that we incorporate in so many different ways small ways, big ways, and incorporating that little happiness mm-hmm. into our life. And I think that's really a big sign. If mm-hmm. And if you don't mind putting in hours and hours of work after hours, mm. after you put the kids mm-hmm. to bed, after yeah. you feed the family, and you're devoting another three, four hours, staying up to like midnight or one, just to do this one thing, it's a sign. It's a really big sign that you mm-hmm. are super happy. And you're meant to do that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And you know what? One thing that kind of pops in my head as my head as I'm, you know, as you're talking, is this TikTok where it's like, oh yeah, I'll be my own business owner, and it's going to be amazing. And people don't realize how much more how much more hours you're going to be putting in. (laughs) It is not an eight to five job at all when you become your own business owner. The Awesome Boston Workshops are wrapping up and we're celebrating with the in-person party. We're hosting a workshop from May 13th to 15th at Hope Flower Farm and Winery in Virginia. We'll teach you how to make two new flowers and how to arrange your paper bloom. Plus, internationally acclaimed fresh florist educator and designer Holly Chapel will teach you her Hollyish style of arranging using freshly cut flowers from her farm and you will arrange alongside her. Tickets are only limited to 20 students and they're available to purchase starting March 25th. But if you're one of our Awesome Blossom students and you have the golden ticket, you can grab a spot right now and save $500. Come and celebrate with us face-to-face. Head over to our website now and reserve your spot. We can't wait to meet you. Yeah, it's like you left your like nine to five job for like a 21st time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. <laughs> Non-stop. <laughs> but so like when when I joined like craft markets, it's like some like a lot of people would like ask me, so how many hours uh like it took you to like do this? And then it's like a lot, but you know what? I enjoyed baking it. So you know it, it, it I don't really feel like it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just 14, 16 hours a day. No biggie. Yeah. I'm asleep yeah. even all the time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. like that heaven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is so true. The thing is, like you mentioned about, like thinking about it twenty four seven, and I think the realities too is yes, you've got this creative outlet that you love. You absolutely cannot live without. But then there's also, to be honest, the realities of running a business, right? I mean, I guess there are many ways to sell mm, your yes. art. It doesn't. You don't have to run your own business to sell it. <laughs> you yes. could have someone else sell it. But it's finding mm. that, you know, that type of business structure that works for you, where maybe your strengths, maybe you're really terrible at, or you're terrified of selling to other people because for whatever reason, you're really self-conscious, you're nervous about it. Some people don't like the bad feedback, like they can't handle it. So I think it's totally fine, but I think there might, it might just require some creativity on your end thinking about, okay, I love 
making these flowers? How do I have someone else sell it? Or how do I make money from it where I don't have, maybe I don't have to face those fears. Maybe there's another way. And I absolutely think that there can be, and you're creative. I think you can figure it out a way, but if, you know, that stuff doesn't scare you, then I don't know. I, I find that like the more I do, the more I invest in uh, making my business work, the more I feel like there's a creative part in that too. That's kind of fun. That kind of works with our creative mind. Yeah. Mm. what I would into that like angle is that so I would say that I am a natural I'm introvert or like I would say like I would like shy away from people like initially but then like what kind of uh, like fueled my why is like that connection with people and like the affirmation that they gave Mm -hmm. because it's like at first I was kind of it's like if I had a choice I would refrain from like um, joining craft markets, but then it's like in like the angle of like what would work more for my business is like, that's why I explored it. But then the more that I joined it, it's like, I love that connection that I get with people. That's why even though, as I've mentioned, like as much as possible, I really would want to shy away with people. It's like my thrust now, for example, for this year is like, I want to network more locally because it's like at that same time, I get to meet new people and then it's like, for example, whenever you feel down or like you feel that there, there's no way out of it or like there's no more road, it's like there would be people coming your way who would be telling you like, you know what, you would make it big here because no one is like doing this here mm-hmm. in, for example, in Rochester. Or like, for example, when myself like joining the craft markets and people would tell me, you know what, I went here just for you because I want to get these flowers, this and that. So, you know, those, those, yes. And, and, and it's like, those really give me the affirmation to go on For sure. because me, because meaning like I'm doing something good or great, or, you know, <laughs> it's also affecting people. Yeah. So yes. it's, it's kind of interconnected in a way. So, sure. yeah. So it's part like, of your why. Yeah. So it's like, even, even though, yeah, it's so easy to be afraid of like that talking to people, but like, you can use it. You can use the affirmations that you get to like fuel your life. So for sure. I love that angle. That's a really good way of approaching it because most of us are introverts. And sometimes Mm. all we want to do is make, 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 but yeah, yeah, the realities are, we Mm. also, we make for ourselves, but it's also nice Mm. when people say to us, Oh, you know, those are real flowers or like, (laughs) like, that's such a wonderful job. It mm-hmm. does give us some joy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then it's like, it was fascinating because it's like for like every, because again, I started to network myself here in Rochester like last uh, December, like uh, the Christmas season. And then I joined like five markets. And like for those five markets, I had like each unique experiences. Like for example, in one market, a customer like bought this uh, bouquet like from the previous market and then I was able to like meet her like after Thanksgiving in like another market and then she told me you know what your bouquet was like people were during Thanksgiving were just talking about it like they they really love the bouquet so that's one and then like in another market I saw this like young twins 
that they got like this paper flower um Christmas ornament from me and like they were just like prancing around the um, the market like holding those so it's like oh it's so fascinating so you know those those uh, unique experiences also adds to the flame as you can see yeah. and also yeah. great marketing too yeah. <laughs> they were so cute like you know like oh I wish Sophie would not like throw it but just like handle it like that so you should usually throws it around. <laughs> so yeah, so those were just like fascinating experiences. Yeah, no, for sure. You really don't know until you throw yourself out there. Mm, yep. Right? Like in every yeah. experience, good or bad, it Learn helps you reflect. It. Yeah, it helps you yeah. reflect on like, am I supposed to do this? Or is this mm. going to sell? <laughs> like whether it's a marketing aspect or it's a, a why aspect. Like, oh, do I really mm. want to focus on these like big, I don't know, big, bouquets or do I really want to to focus on these small ones or you know I think we were talking about this in the other episode Quinn and I about how like you can really niche down even your why like your paper flowers um especially at the beginning like you might be trying every size every color every shape but even that like you can niche down I mean you've niched down to like cardstock right Mm. and to certain colors as well so like those types of I think personal interactions with let's say your followers or people who collect your work, I think Mm. those are really meaningful too because you're Mm. essentially communicating with people who appreciate what you do and Mm. and they're receiving the message. Yoo-hoo, you know, that's a win. (laughs) Yes. So what are your plans moving forward into the spring? I would just like to begin by like saying that, so I started with, so I can not really identify but say that I'm kind of the reverse of Sarah Kim of because she started with like physical flowers. Like I started with um what they call this digital templates. And then it's mm-hmm. like I found that like I am alone doing these templates. Like I want to like venture out into the world or something like that. And then like last year I did kind of venture like locally. And then that thrust to like venture locally led me to like having workshops. Mm-hmm. And so the good thing with is this year. I will have like monthly workshops Yay. with uh, like a local community classroom. So um, they're called Rochester Brainery. And so far I have been receiving like offers to like teach uh, a monthly class. Mm-hmm. So that's one. And then second is I have a laser machine that my husband like gifted the business last year. And it has been sitting as a very expensive, <laughs> as a very expensive paperweight. Um, uh-huh. it's it's similar to Glowforge it's not Glowforge mm-hmm. but um, it's called full spectrum laser machine and I haven't used it like in a year so for example I just uh, released uh, like uh, the earrings that is a combination of acrylic and because it's like since this is my why or like a product of my why like paper flowers so I want all of my products to be more or less related to paper so it's like it's a the earrings is a combination of acrylic and paper so mm-hmm. to cut the story short, it's like I, I want to release more of the products out of that laser machine because I really need to use it. And then I guess uh, business-wise, I, because I have a lot of content and I want to focus on improving my SEO because I do believe that that would create like passive attraction to like mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. organic traffic. Yeah, that, that would yes, create yes. organic traffic. Yeah. And probably more interest to in my product, so I, I I do want to focus on that this year. Mm-hmm. Are you doing a lot? Still of a lot of things, but I you, sometimes do. 
you should think about doing more of that. That will help drive, especially if you're having like mm. healing physical products. They do quite well on Pinterest. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there really are so many, <laughs> so, so many, many avenues. platforms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Avenues that you mm. can like maximize your, <laughs> your focus yeah. on. I'm like, to be specific, I think like I, I want to explore, like, for example, because I'm kind of guilty of not uh, like writing blogs. So I think that would also help, like, because yeah. the problem with like social media is it's more especially with Instagram. So the, this <laughs> might be a rant, but like it's like a rat race, whereas yeah. like you 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 mm-hmm. post this and then like after like five hours, for example, not less than twenty four hours, you need to post again. So it's like I have a lot of content, so I I just need to like push it more. So yeah. that that's gonna be my thrust. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been posting. In, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, I just been noticing um, both Jesse and I are slowing down on Instagram game where we're only mm. posting only a few times a month, which I think is fine as long as you're Once you're putting your oh Instagram yeah. yeah yeah so yeah I think it's helped both mentally for both of us to kind of not be in that like posting every single day it's mm. it's tiring yeah. and you're constantly thinking of it's amazing <laughs> well yeah. I'm just like well there's some people who are very good at it and. They're mm. very social <laughs> that way too. <laughs> they want to share everything. And if that's you, like, that's awesome. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. your way of being authentic. But if you're like, not that type, then I don't think you have to force yourself to be, but yeah, like said, like there's so, there are so many other avenues. Pinterest has been, it's like a long game, but it's a ridiculously like, I don't want to say profitable, but the return is really awesome in the long mm. run. You just have mm. to post and pin consistently yeah yeah because i don't know what it is it's like a snowball right and Mm. it's like um something that goes viral suddenly Mm. and i literally get something pinned like the same post like Mm. every two minutes i get a ping 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 i don't i don't remember what it is but and i didn't do anything but pin it once like five Mm. years ago so something like that is um is worth the investment because it takes you like two seconds click Mm -hmm. and then you just wait it out but Instagram, mm. yeah, like you said, it is like a rat race. And that's why like having doing something like what you said on your SEO, writing blogs, like they don't have to be super long, but mm. something useful, valuable. A lot of people, what they do is they have an ongoing blog, but you could also put it behind like a paywall or like password protected section. So it's like a special section that if people ha- are on your newsletter list, they have access to it. And I think it's a really good way of connecting with your followers Mm. because you're creating like content for them, but it doesn't have to be like super long or super in-depth. I've seen people like connect it to the products. Mm -hmm. And then what I tried recently doing is, so the problem with like writing blogs is that it's not an income generating some (laughs) activity immediately. Yes, it's like it's gonna take a long time. So what I tried doing, which I was able to do um, during Christmas, was, for example, during long drives or during like downtimes, you can like write it on your phone. (laughs) So I I try that. I try that. It's like, um, like during our like I think it was an eight-hour drive. So my husband was driving, and I was like typing nonstop, like doing. I love that. It's like you like you can keep your hours or like precious hour pressure precious hours 
to like doing the thing that would like generate your income, like for example, like making the flowers. But yeah. then during your downtime, like for example, when the baby is napping, or not really, no, that's a precious time. But <laughs> for example, when, when the baby is like watching TV, yeah, <laughs> that's a downtime. I mean, you know, you can like type on your phone yes. because it, it doesn't really have to be on your computer. You can even type yeah. on your I just type on my iPhone's notepad and then I just like send it, like um, email it on my main, on like my email. And then like, I think, you know. Yeah, that's the best idea. Like doing it when you can and when inspiration Mm. strikes, just whatever, Mm. like on the notes or whatever Mm -hmm. and just do it. Because or else, like if you're like, I have to do it on this day, I got to write a blog and you have like nothing to write about. It's so hard. You're like, this is is why it takes two hours. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. But then it's like, for example, if you're on a long drive or you're waiting, for example, for your daughter to like come out of daycare, you can like type. Yeah, your phone. Exactly. It doesn't have to be fancy. <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Bullet points are great too. Yeah. Something to like jot that inspiration idea down. That way, mm. when you have that moment to sit in front of your computer to write it out thoroughly, you have it there. And so it's like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? I don't remember mm. my thoughts at all. Yeah. <laughs> or like you just it out so fast mm-hmm. because you're, you're yeah. bombarded by so many like things all the time your daughter yeah. your husband you know mm. emails neighbors mailing whatever for sure <laughs> it's so many things and when you have that inspiration I mean as we get older you get splintered a lot yeah. mm. and so write it down it could yeah. be on a post-it note which you know you can carry around <laughs> if you want yeah. to oh yeah yeah but the yeah. phone is so much more convenient yeah for sure and what we've been doing is we've been trying to like well, our copywriter, anyways, um, uses the same content for multiple platforms. So yeah. like if, like for Instagram, if it could go backwards, it could be like, oh, you wrote this long post, just like post it back on your blog, add a little mm. more links to it or something, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like you've got an amazing blog post that you spent, you know, two hours on, take it out into chunks and use the, like a paragraph for your Instagram post. But like reusing that content, I think is the key to not having to create content all the time and all the time yeah. because a lot of your followers see you on different platforms like there's mm-hmm. a bit of an overlap yeah. but you'd be surprised at how many people don't have instagram and they find you on the web they just google mm-hmm. um you know new york paper flower artist and mm-hmm. dean comes up and then just follows you through your website so don't mm-hmm. forget those followers i mean talking yeah. to everyone, not just you dean but <laughs> don't forget those <laughs> followers because you'll be surprised yeah <laughs> But yeah, thank you, Dean, for stopping by and chatting with us and telling us about your why. I think your path has been super interesting to hear about. Mm -hmm. Just like seeing what you have gone through, what you, you know, what you discovered through those experiences. I think it's great insight to us Mm -hmm. and a reminder really to us to reflect on those kinds of experiences. Because even if we think we know what our why is now today, like it might change, like you said. So, yeah, thank you so much. Quinn, are we going to end this? Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Of course. I know. So, you guys, for (laughs) our wonderful question of the season is, what are you spoiling yourself these days? I think with COVID in the past few years, it's really made us feel kind of depressed and not so motivated. (laughs) And we kind of let things go a little bit. So, what are you doing these days to kind of give yourself a moment of happiness? Okay, so I'm a really low maintenance 
girl or I mean woman. So <laughs> yes, I am. Like uh, so kind of similar to like how we changed. It kind of it kind of changed. Like for example, when I was not yet married, like a way to spoil myself is like having like a new uh, pair of shoes like for for my every birthday. But like nowadays with everything that's happening, it's like <laughs> one is watching K-romantic, like good K-dramas yeah. <laughs> without doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I mean, because it's like I, like most of the time, because us, like we're, we're, we're really very busy. Like we find like doing things that we enjoy with the things that we need to do. And you know, for mm-hmm. example, I do so most of the time I do watch like my K-dramas like while ironing clothes or like making flowers or like folding clothes. So a way to spoil myself is just really like sit down and then watch my beloved K-dramas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is your favorite K-drama right now? So what I'm watching right now, not really my favorite, but what I'm ra- watching right now is Our Beloved Summer. Me too. But then it's... <laughs> I think there's a new episode now, right? Yes, on Monday. <laughs> yes, I'll be watching that way So yes, so that's one. But then since it's uh, it's like a, it's a, it's a new series, so it's like you can't binge watch it. So what's what I'm binge watching right now is Suspicious Partner. Oh, and then, I haven't yeah, watched that one yet. And then G Chang Wook is just uh <laughs> so, probably that's one oh, that, that's one way of also of spoiling myself it's like yes. fangirling and the sleeping men oh gosh <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm very low maintenance so that makes me happy already <laughs> thank you so you know, those, those, like, those like simple things. Thank you so much for having me. It's a dream yes. come true for me to be be a guest on your podcast. So. <laughs> we love your excitement and your story. And we mm-hmm. can't wait to see what you do this year. It's going to yeah. be really amazing. Thank so you chill. so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Dean. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We would love to thank you, our listener and especially our patrons for supporting our podcast, Paper Talk, and for making Season 5 possible.